Welcome to the A28 Podcast. This episode is brought to you by absolutely no one. However, if you're a Christian business owner, entrepreneur, or you have a service or product that you'd like to promote, or maybe you're just trying to get something off the ground, this could be your promotional spot at no cost. If you'd like to be considered for this featured spot in a future episode of the show, or maybe you know someone who might be interested, just let me know. Send an email to the828project at gmail.com. And in the subject line, just put something like featured spot in podcast. Tell me a little about yourself, and if it looks like a good fit, I'll reach out to you. Who knows? I might even ask you to come on a future episode of the show. Tell your story. Now, I know what you're thinking, but Josiah, you've only got like five listeners. And to that, I would respond, five actually seems kind of high. It would be great to have five listeners. But look, this is free advertising, okay? That's five people that you wouldn't have reached out to before. That's five people you wouldn't have your product in front of otherwise. See? Just poked a gigantic hole in your logic, didn't I? It's free advertisement. It can't hurt. Also, this is probably a good point to mention that, although this is only the second recording, if you've liked what you've heard so far, if you like the concept, if you enjoy what we're trying to create here, please pause the podcast right now and rate and review. Unless you're driving. Don't do it if you're driving. Wait till you stop and pull over. Now, I don't ask you to do that for monetary purposes. This podcast is not monetized at this time, and I'm not asking you to do it for recognition. I'm really just trying to gauge interest. Uh, the show is two parts. It's it's one part providing some form of service to you, the listener, and it's another part scratching my own itch, okay? But based on the interest shown, I will be better informed as to exactly how much time and energy I should put into this itch scratching service and a great way to help me know that is to simply rate and review on whatever platform you're using to listen if you do take the time and i know what it's like to get those little pop-ups during a show or uh, on an app hey are you enjoying this and you're like well yeah i am but i know if i hit yes it's just going to pop up after that would you care to share a review I know how annoying that is, I know, but honestly, it only takes a second, and if you do, I really appreciate it. Don't forget about GetUpside. It's the free app that pays you to pump gas. You have to do it anyway. Why not get paid? I have noticed also that uh, depending on your area, you may be able to use this app to earn cash back for groceries and restaurants. I haven't seen it so much around me, but I, I, I know that it's an option. Uh, check it out wherever you download your apps, and don't forget the promo code JOSIAH2735. That's J-O-S-I-A-H-2735 for an extra 15 cents back for both of us on each gallon of gas you pump the first time you use it. That's GetUpside. Promo code JOSIAH2735. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is the first official installment of the sports edition of the 828 podcast. 
I am joined by my co-host, Andrew, who is a University of North Carolina journalism graduate. And I think it is only fitting that our first show together is centered around the latest Duke Carolina game, which took place several days ago, actually, I guess a couple of weeks ago at this point. But don't let the antiquated status of the material deter you. As many of you know, this rivalry game is unlike any other. It always delivers, and this time was no exception. Um, even in what has turned out to be basically a lost season for the Tar Heels, this one did not fail to deliver on the drama. So we'll discuss the game, the state of college basketball in general. We'll give you a little background on ourselves and how our sports-related partnership came about years ago. I think we touch on the XFL uh, being a good neighbor. We work in some Vince McMahon discussion. So, uh, and that that just that sounds like the perfect lead up in your typical radio show, right? Coming up after the break, what do the XFL being a good neighbor and Vince McMahon have in common? We'll tell you in ninety seconds. Uh, we maybe even throw in a little fixer-upper content. Yeah, that's right. A little Chip and JoJo action. And uh, I may or may not have tried to invent a city in Texas. So, we cover all of that and more. Enjoy the first episode of the sports edition of the 828 Podcast with my friend, Andrew. All right, here we go. This is the first episode of the 828 Podcast Sports Pod. I'm Josiah Cochran, and I am joined by my good friend, Andrew Forrest. Andrew, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Well, honestly, right now, I'm drinking decaf coffee, and I'm sitting, because, you know, I can't be drinking the, the high-test stuff this late at night. That's for the, that's a young man. That's a young man's game. <laughs> but uh, I'm sitting in a recliner and I'm finally doing the sports podcast that you and I talked about, like what ten years ago. Oh, dude! I mean, we talked about it a long time ago, and then got together what about maybe a month and a half ago. And, and yeah. so we're finally after after years of discussing it. Years. We're finally, you know, at the beginning, I guess. Yeah, the years and years of uh, deliberations and, um, you know, conferencing. Um, so I guess this is probably, this is this is a good time to kind of give a little bit of background here. Oh, icebreaker I time. met, yeah, <laughs> I met you, man, when I moved back from Florida and your dad was a youth pastor at the church that... Uh, uh, I am now the youth pastor there, but your dad was a youth pastor and you were a son. So I met you there. Um, yeah. when was that? I had to be that... maybe early high school. It was mid two thousands. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's either end of eighth grade or ninth, probably ninth grade ish yeah. around that, around that time. I'm 28 yeah, now. 28 now. So yeah, man, that makes me feel pretty old, but, um, so thanks for that. And then and then a few years later, so we'll just fast forward a little bit. A few years later, you're in school at Carolina. 
Mm-hmm. And Best school ever. I'm work. I'm work. <laughs> no comment. And uh, I'm working at a golf course, and ESPN decides they're going to create this thing called Streak for the Cash. I still play. And to this day, do you still play it? I do. I do. My, would you like to hear my current record? What is it? It's uh, I have a streak of one loss, and it's been like that for for months. I, um, I'm bad. My, about my streak is one. See, at, I, at an L. I'll forget, and then I play for a while. I get a streak of like a W five, W six, mm-hmm. and then there's like a cutoff point where it's like February 9th. I'm like, all right, I'm back down to zero. I'm not going to win from here, so I quit. And then I'll remember like March third to play again. So I'm kind of an yeah, on and right, off again right, guy, right. but I'm still playing. What's the uh, what's the 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 prize pot? What's it up to now? Because it Honestly, was like fifty thousand sure. dollars back see, when I they was changed doing it. it for a while. They changed it, and it was like you know, used to it would increase every month if no one reached the the street right. minimum. Right, and then they changed it where it was like, and it got super high. Oh, it was over a hundred thousand there for a while. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And in case anybody is listening to this and doesn't know what it is. It's it's not gambling. It's nothing. You just pick a game, and if you pick the most amount of games uh, in a row without losing, at the end of the month, whoever has the, the longest streak wins. And I think now, well, again, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Last time I was playing it consistently, it was fifty thousand dollars. And like, if you won, if you had the longest streak, that's it. Okay, they must have had like. Uh, way too many people involved or maybe fewer who knows they had some financial issues over there up in up in connecticut obviously bristol having a few uh a few problems up there are they they had um, to drop the pot just just a little bit yeah yeah so yeah times are tough up there <laughs> for sure so so i think i think i got 15 or 16 that was my longest ever 13 was mine How about i still you? remember i'm still 13. proud of it yeah 13 Oh yeah, I'm proud of it. And you would have people who, if they lost a couple of times, they just knew they were out of it, and they would go on try and do the losing streak. So they would try to like win, although you didn't win anything. No. But people would try to have the longest losing streak. So anyway, so that was that was going on with ESPN, and I thought I had this you know genius light bulb idea. I said, uh, let's make a website where we just researched all the games all the picks that are available on streak for the cash and just give people information they can come to our website and i I thought you know i can't i don't want to really want to do this by myself so let me call andrew he's the only one that's uh as uh just completely delusional about sports as i am and um he can help and you were all in on it and for sure well at least at least you seem like it how crazy did you think i was Oh, no, I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, sure you did. So, <laughs> so, uh, I think it, it was a great, it was a great idea until Google pulled the rug out from under us. Well, so here's the problem. And, and, and I blame okay. myself to this day. That was what, what, six, seven, eight years ago? Uh, you know, it was too long ago to really blame anyone. Although it was well, your fault, well, I think. It was my fault because, you know, how, I guess, Google ads work on your website. I'm telling friends and family, hey, play the game, A, B, go to our website, read the stuff, yeah. and then click on the ads so we get money. And I guess they, realized, <laughs> they thought it was, hey, it's me 
constantly <laughs> clicking yeah. on ads, which was not the case. And they shut yeah, it down. What are, so I, what are all these ads fault. being clicked from the same IP address? Yeah, so yeah. again, anyone listening who doesn't know how the internet works, the way you make money, basically the main way you make money on, on the internet is you host ads on your website. And people click those ads and you get, you know, a few cents per click. And uh, we hosted ads on our website, Streak for the Cash Daily, sftcdaily.com. And we were building up a nice little chunk of change in the account. And I think we were both going like, wow, this could be something. And then, sure. and then the nuclear bomb happened and they went, oh, let me, no. Let me ask you this. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember what our password was for the website <laughs> to get in and edit it? Because I'll, I'll tell you, that password. Yes, I've I do. Added some numbers. I've added some numbers <laughs> and an exclamation point. But that password is still my password for everything today. Well, it still uh, is. well, now we I'll can't tell email. anybody what it is. We can't. We can't. It's it's we, our secret We can't tell joke. anybody what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would Let's find just... it funny, but. It was to us at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yes, that is my it work is, password. It is that still is everything. It's still my password for something, and I can't remember what it is. But I put it in. I don't oh, even yeah. think about it. It's great. It's the only thing I can remember. Um, <laughs> oh man, yeah. So so Google sent us a little message and said, uh, you know, there's been uh, some unauthorized activity on your account, and not only are we going to suspend giving you any money. We're going to take all the money that's in your account and act like it was never there. And yeah, you're, you're a full-time student trying to, uh, to do this on the side. And I'm full-time at work and trying to do this on the side. And although, honestly, it was a blast, man. It was so much fun. But it was a lot of work. And it was. When you remove the, the financial incentive, I think our motivation kind of got sapped with it yeah google took away not only our, our our money but they took away our motivation as well there you we're go not, we're not google. doing this for, for the love of streak for the cash we're doing it to make some money <laughs> right 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 but also you know just to help people because we're very hu- much humanitarians here oh yeah now, um of course <laughs> so there you have it google steals another soul um how did we get on but, this well okay so here we are now 10 years later and we're finally doing it. And and you know what? I had actually recorded an intro to what would have been our podcast. And Did I'll you? have to dig that up. I've, yeah, I've got it somewhere. Sweet. It's in a file somewhere. I'll dig that out at some point. I had like Monday Night Football theme music. And oh, nice. It was uh, 30 for 30 was really hitting its stride. So I had some 30 for 30 stuff in there. Well, I'm just anyway. happy that I'm finally using my journalism degree that I paid thousands of dollars for. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, is, is that that you paid like past it? Are you is that paid off or? Uh, I've got about six thousand left. So. Oh, is that all? You know, that's it. Well, see, I went to community college first. I didn't want to. I was smart enough. You're serious. You only have like six grand left. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty impressive. About, it's like six, six and some change. Because I went to community college. I didn't want to, but my mom talked me into it. Said, look, you gotta take the same classes no matter where you go those first two years, and then I transferred right. to Carolina. So those right. were the longest, worst two years of my life at community <laughs> college. Mm-hmm. But looking back now, it's the greatest thing I've ever done, or one of the greatest, because 
other than you know, this podcast you to be is, is number one. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is number one. She... That's number two. Right. My best decisions. Yeah. So, well, you know, it's an interesting set of priorities you have there. But uh... I could have gone to Duke or Wake, you know, and be paying oh. uh, two hundred thousand dollars. But I'm I'm smart. I'm not like those blue devils and demon deacons. Exactly. And now I. I... <laughs> Well, you know, there's a lot of things we could say about that. There's a lot of reasons why, uh, 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 not only f- for the the monetary purposes, but uh, maybe we'll get into some of that. I think that's a pretty good transition to our first topic that we're going to talk about here. Solid segue. And being that, did you like that? that was and good. being as this is the first episode, episode, I think it's only a fitting that the first topic is the Duke Carolina game. Yeah. And Bad memories. well, you know, we've had a few days to heal. I personally did not grow up in North Carolina. I'll just tell a really, really quick story. And I'm going to alienate a few people with this. And I have no problem with it whatsoever. I grew up in Tennessee and I grew up knowing that the Duke Carolina rivalry was, you know, off the charts. And my attitude when we moved over here, I was 16 my attitude was, I don't get it. Why can't you like Duke and North Carolina? Oh, no. That Man. was my attitude. Now, I'm coming from Tennessee. Not exactly a storied basketball history at the University of Tennessee. You know, we had uh, Allen Houston. Men's. And, men's uh, program. The men's program, yeah. Yeah, for women, of course. I mean, Shout, it's, shout out know, Pet Summit. That, yes. But coming over here, that was my attitude. And I always tell people this is the same thing. I'm like, why can't I just be a Duke fan and a Carolina fan? And people told me, no, you have to make a decision. You have to choose. And I'm like, why? And then I met some Duke fans, and the decision was made for me. I thought, (laughs) oh, no, I can't like Duke. These people like Duke. I can't be like these people. And worst. so I've been a I've been a full fledged Tar Heel fan. They are my adopted team. Well, I will say that uh, as as much of a hard time as I give Duke fans, the best man in my wedding is probably the biggest Duke fan I know. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. But yeah, Duke fans as a whole <laughs> are a gross, despicable, <laughs> awful group of people. Yes. Arrogant. No, I'll take that. Well, they are arrogant, but I'll, I'll be honest. Carolina fans. As a whole, as a whole, though, we're talking about well, general. Oh, as a whole, they're the worst. Most arrogant fan base you will find east of the Mississippi. Mm, strong words. They're the worst. However, however, there are individuals who are the exceptions, and I've met plenty of them. And I think we're going to talk about one of them who went to school there. Tonight, I'm going to bring him up in a second. But let's let's get to the actual game here. 98-96, Duke with the win in overtime. Yeah. And I'm looking at our Slack right now, and I sent you a message. I'm looking for the timestamp. Where's my timestamp? It was... Oh no, that was that was some bad commentary during the Wake Forest game. <laughs> I was at that game too. It was awful. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, here we go. 7.43 p.m. I think this is basically at halftime. And I said, it just doesn't matter. Number seven, that would be Duke, versus a 10 and 12 team. And it just doesn't matter. And people people don't get it. Until you live here. Until you live here and experience it, Duke Carolina is not – it's not going to mean what it means to people who live here. Yeah. It's – I'm telling you, it is the greatest rivalry. If you ask anyone in North Carolina, whether they've moved here or whether they've been here their whole life like me, they will tell you it is the greatest college rivalry in sports. There are some other good ones, but nothing touches Duke Carolina simply because of how – even the matchup has been for the last what 100 games yeah i'm assuming you saw that stat the uh the record the records are completely <laughs> 500 and i think the uh point total scored for each team was even yeah going yeah. going into this last duke carolina game they had the ex- scored the exact same amount of points crazy that's I mean, insanity they, they and on college game day they said on College Game Day that there was a, and I don't know the exact number, but something along the lines of point oh one three percent chance of that actually happening. Great. Yeah, it's there is. It, in, in other words, there is no chance. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not. It doesn't exist. So, and uh, this game did not prove to be any about different. The game. Sure, go ahead. No, it was. It was. Yeah. So, my best friend, who I said was a Duke fan. Best man at my wedding. He texts me with about four and a half, five minutes to go. Congratulations. You guys earned it. We looked like crap tonight. Oh, no. I text him back. It's far from over. You haven't watched this team enough. I knew. I knew. <laughs> and and I, I sat there at, at, you know, watching the game at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I sat there and I, I prayed, please, <laughs> let, let this game be different. Please. <laughs> But I knew, deep down, I knew until that clock hit zero, Carolina would find a way to screw it up because that is the definition of the 2019-2020 Tar Heel basketball team. No confidence. Well, and in the last three minutes of the game, they lose their minds. Well, speaking of timestamps, your response at 7.45 p.m. was, I'm still a nervous wreck. I fully expect a UNC late collapse. And essentially, that's essentially what happened. But as uh, as we have discussed already, um, off microphone, the collapse was kind of helped by uh, some guys in the black and white stripes. And I'm not gonna go ahead. I'm not gonna start right off the bat. Oh no, the refs lost it for us. The refs lost it for us. Here's what happened the other day. ESPN two did a replay of that of that game, and I actually watched the overtime. I didn't get to see the overtime live, so I watched the overtime period, and I took some notes. Did you? And would yeah? Would you like to hear them? Please tell me. These these are some things that I noticed. So with twenty point nine seconds left, it's ninety six to ninety one Carolina. Just think about that for a second. Cole Anthony hits a couple of free throws. It's 96 to 91 with 20.9 seconds left. It's over. 
People are leaving Buffalo Wild Wings at this time. Duke fans are walking out. <laughs> With their heads down. Yeah. Just, just you know, just emulating their best rat boy. Anyway, Coming so. Coming up with their excuses for, you know, Monday morning at work. Right. Next thing that happens. So, 20.9 seconds. It takes three seconds for Jones on Duke over there to drive the full length of the court, score, and get fouled. Three seconds. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. I think he hits – what did he do, one or – yeah, he hit, he hit the free throw. Yeah. So now it's what, a two-point game? Right, so 96-94. I might, well, I might be having the numbers off, but it's it's either 94 or 93. Uh, the ball goes out of bounds to Duke on the inbound. Okay, so Duke gets the ball right back on the inbound. A wide open drive and another score. It took a grand total of yet another three seconds. Yeah. Uh, on that, uh, right after that, there was a missed foul. And I think that's, I, I didn't write it down, but I think that's the one where Playtech got creamed. Playtech the one I'm thinking got of? absolutely murdered. If that happens okay. in the streets, he's going to prison. <laughs> I'm telling you. Here's the thing. If you see that in the replay, Guess who is standing 10 feet away, staring directly at it? Let me guess. Ted Valentine. TV Teddy. Oh, man, the worst. He is staring right at it. Not from behind. I mean, he's looking directly at it. He had the best view of anyone in, in the stadium. Yeah. And I, I said just a second ago, there are some exceptions to the Duke uh, obnoxiousness. And I think the greatest exception is Jay Billis. Jay I'll, Billis I'll give, is like I'll give I love Jay. He, he's yeah. my favorite commentator. And he's a dookie. And he's actually he's fair and level headed. And he gave uh, Valentine down the road. Oh I, yeah. I mean he, he gave him the business, as as Ron Cherry would say. Gave him the business. So not only does he miss the obvious foul. He also gives the ball to Duke. Which was also the wrong call, in my opinion. Now, I'm biased here, but that was the wrong call. Well, I think they actually awarded it to Duke, and then they couldn't change it yeah. because there wasn't enough evidence. I think that's what happened. Yeah. So, it was on the inbound, it was wrong. On the inbound, Jones, once again, he drives. He gets fouled. It's another bad call. This is not, this is not bias. It's just observation. He gets fouled, but not really. And uh, there you go. It's tied, right? Well, I'm going to back up for just a second, though. No, 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 no. no. They're down one. They're down one, but go yeah, ahead. they're down one. So I'm going to back up. Now, I'm as a, as a good Tar Heel should, I'm throwing Duke under the bus here. But if you go <laughs> back and watch that inbounds pass to Playtech, before he tries to force it into Playtech, Christian Keeling cuts right in front of Garrison Brooks, who's the, the passer, inbounds passer, Brooks looks right at him, ignores him, and then forces it to play tech. Now, Keeling was the only player on the court at the time who had not missed a free throw all game. He was either two for two, three for three. Brooks looks right at him and then forces it to play tech. If he passes it in there, all this could, that foul would have been avoided. So it's Carolina over. is not without blame here. That is not what we're saying. But 
you got to put some blame on Teddy Valentine and his buddies. Yeah, you you can't uh, as a Carolina player, you have to be aware that Teddy Valentine is on the court, and you cannot put yeah. yourself in a position to force him to make a call. Not that's at all. just it's irresponsible. Take the easy free play. Yeah, let's talk about free throws. If you took away Cole Anthony's free throws, what did Carolina shoot? Like twenty three percent, maybe. If that, that that's that might be generous. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So. So I I I I did the addition wrong. It was ninety six ninety five at this point. Okay. And uh, what is there like six six seconds left? Something like that. Yeah, it's not much time at all. Jones is at the free throw line, and. Again, I think I've got the score wrong, but but he that's it. They were tied. He's at the free throw line. He has a chance to uh, uh, put them up, and he misses. Yep. So nobody's talking about that. But Jones, although he does get the ball back and he ends up making a crazy play there at the end, he could have put them up with a free throw, and he missed the free throw. Okay, so that's my rant on him. Uh, on the other hand, I actually like him way more than his brother that was there uh, a couple years ago. Trey Jones is a likable guy. Now, I, I want to throw my friend under the bus as well for just a second. The Duke friend I keep bringing up, right? So, okay. Trey Jones was awful the first 35 minutes of that basketball game. <laughs> awful. So, literally, and I, I love my friend. He, he, we've known each other since middle school. But he texts me at least three or four times earlier in the game. Trey Jones is the worst player to ever put on a Duke basketball uniform. And then oh, in the last five minutes, and over time, Trey Jones is their savior. He's on Twitter <laughs> the next day retweeting Duke's tweets about how clutch Trey Jones was. I'm calling yeah. him out. I haven't texted him about it. I'm calling him out on it on the podcast. He better listen. Yeah, it's it's in the public sphere now. It is. It is. That's, and, that's, and, that and is and a front-running attitude right there. That, right? It is. <laughs> Well, he talked junk the entire game. What what do you expect? What do you expect? So, of course. So it's a rough loss. I saw some people asking, you know, did this loss break <laughs> the Tar Heels? And my immediate reaction was, uh, they were ten and twelve going into it. What was left to break? Yeah, they were. Uh, they, if they weren't broken down. They were on their last leg, and the Wake Forest game, which is the worst sporting event I've ever been to in my life in person, uh, that broke. I into saw it. that you said that. Was it really that bad, huh? Oh, it was. It, it was awful. I tweeted that the halftime show, which was awesome, which was a guy uh, who had a little chihuahua that would balance <laughs> on the basketball and balance on his feet as he's doing handstands. It, it was amazing. It was one of the best halftime oh, shows I've goodness. seen. But the halftime show was a billion times better than the first half of basketball. And you can see it. They, they were totally defeated. I, I, I saw it. I mentioned I went with my mom. and I, She's a huge Carolina fan, too. And I mentioned to her, I said, right. they, they look like they're going through the motions in pregame warm-ups and introductions. And they came out flat. And my favorite non-Tar Hill ACC basketball player Brandon Childress took Cole Anthony to to, to to town. He dominated. 
So shout out Wake. Maybe. I live in Winston now. I got to give Wake credit. But Carolina is officially left for dead. They have been taken behind the woodshed, and the gun's been pointed, and the trigger's been pulled. They're done. Would you say that... Would you say that they play to their competition? Would you even say that? I would. I think... I saw a, a, a tweet from someone that said in their six losses and uh, teams ranked, you know, Kim Palm ratings 75 and below or whatnot, they've lost by an average of nine points. In their losses to teams ranked 50th and above or 50th and better, they've lost by an average of four or five points. I think they play yeah. to the competition. They gave Florida State a fight. They obviously should have beaten Duke. They beat Oregon earlier in the year. They have talent. They can play to the level of some of these really good teams. But then they lose to a Georgia Tech, a Boston College, where they couldn't miss make a free throw in the second half. And I don't know if it's a lack of focus. I don't know what it is, but it's it's mind-boggling. So, so my take on that, when I see a team that I think should be or should have a much better record than they do, and I see them play into their competition, I just immediately go, well, this this is just coaching. I always put that on the coach. Because to me, it's like, look, it's your job is to get your team up for every game. And if you can't get them up for every game, they can only get up for these teams that they personally care about. That's an issue with the coaching. But with this team – I don't know what Roy's supposed to do. I don't really particularly care for him coming out on uh, national television and telling everybody how, how horrible they are, Yeah, as he seems like he really wants to do like every week. But we don't have like a lot of history of him bashing his players. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, he's he's one of these guys who's just out for himself and he's like, well, we're having a bad season, so I'm going to make sure everybody knows that it's not my fault. He's not that kind of guy. No, he's not. I think I think he came out and said that, and he kind of backfired more as a way to motivate the guys, and it obviously didn't work. Uh, I don't necessarily agree that you should do it on national television, like you said, but I think a lot of non-UNC fans are taking it out of context simply because it, it does it. it it comes across as him throwing it's his, a bad his look. team under the bus. It, it does. It does. It's a bad look. Yeah, I, I, I'll give I you think... that. And and this is coming from a guy who, I guess you know, I went to Carolina. I've been a UNC fan since the day I was born. And in Chapel Hill, the chain of command is God, Dean Smith, Roy <laughs> Williams. <laughs> So it's, 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 it's hard for me to admit that Roy was wrong there. I don't like it. It feels weird. It was hard for me to admit against, uh, I don't even remember who it was, but he should have called Clemson. He should have called a timeout right. late in the game when they were up yeah, three. We, we talked about this. But I will be honest with you. This year has not been Roy's best. And yeah, it, I, it hurts, but it's, it's, it's the truth. All right, let me let me tell you. I have I have a theory, and this is mainly about just the comment. And you you're saying it backfired. I think it did too. 
I've been watching this, and the thing that got me really thinking about it, I mean, I think about this stuff anyway in general as far as the country goes and as far as, you know, generations and their mindsets, you know, and how they act, how they behave themselves, how they carry themselves. But the thing that really got me thinking about it for Carolina was the first couple games of this season and Cole Anthony. And the first couple of games I'm watching him, I'm like, man, those are some really good stats. He's 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 pretty good. But the way he carried himself, I was just like, well, that guy's dad is an NBA player. And it's so obvious. Like, he thinks he belongs there. Yeah. And almost he thinks he doesn't belong there, but he belongs on the next level. And I don't necessarily even mean that in a arrogant way. I just mean he just he's just one of those guys. He's like, okay, that guy. You know, I've seen way better talent at North Carolina. But he's going to be in the NBA, and he's going to probably have a long career in the NBA. Yeah. I don't really know what he'll be great at, but he's just got, you can tell he's got the mindset on the other hand. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not even talking about so much the way he plays. It's just when you look at his face, his body language, the guys he's, he's confident and he's an alpha. The rest of the team, I, I think, I think they hear something that, like Roy Williams said, and they just shrink. And I think you're right. I think it goes for essentially the rest of college basketball. You know, watch Huggy Bear these days. He he's not the same coach as he was, you know, ten years ago, probably even five years ago, where that guy was like he'd look at you and just put blisters on you from looking at you. You wanted to he's, cry. He's had, for sure. Yeah. He he's had to adapt and change his methods because, you know, the personalities today they just can't take it. Well, I wonder how much of that, and I don't know if we're blown out of proportion, but I wonder how much of that comment. You know, when when Cole came back from injury, he was looked at as oh he's going to save by I think by fans, he's going to save Carolina basketball. There were right. some of us out there who said you know hey, we've lost a lot but we can still make a run. And and I wonder if if based off what Roy said, based off that savior mentality that that a lot of people have in Cole, if the players started to believe that, because if you watched his first couple games back, it was nothing but Cole dribbling the ball and guys standing around, not moving, watching right. Cole play, and that's why there's been a lot of people on Twitter calling Cole Anthony a ball hog, saying these things. I completely disagree. I feel like. Yeah, he, he's pressing a little bit, but he has no choice. The rest of the team has no confidence in themselves. And so they're looking at him like, hey, Cole, save us. And he's doing whatever he can. Exactly. His, his shot, his offensive game is very inconsistent. And I said the other day, I think he would uh, another year of college would do him well. Should he come back? No, he's a top 10 pick. Could it help? Yes. But I think the other guys on this team, their confidence is so lost it's it's so much shot it's so shot that if it's not Cole and sometimes Garrison Brooks scoring then then with Brandon Robinson out everyone else is it they're done they're, they're not gonna win yeah yeah they 
and it might it might be a little bit of hey cole you do it you do it you do it you know and exactly. just that mentality but then at the other time on the other hand it may, it may be this thing in the back of their head where they're like oh well roy only thinks roy thinks cole's the only only one who can do it <laughs> fine let yeah. him <laughs> yeah and like you know, i they, said i don't think roy meant anything by that but ex- like you said with a lot of the you know a lot of young people we go young kids today they can perceive that a different way and that could really mess up with their psyche. And I think that's happened with some of them. Yeah. I was, I was watching as soon as that game went off that replay the other day, they, uh, they started in on this uh, history of Duke and, and you know, it it was, it was well-produced. It was a good thing. Uh, But what I, it just stood out to me was just, there were so many, they kept showing this old footage, you know, early eighties on basically. If you go back and you watch those games, the early eighties up through the mid two thousands, there were so many alpha dogs on each team. It's like everybody yeah, out there, there were. had supreme confidence in themselves and was just looking for somebody to come, you know, test them. And you think, I look you think at, Rasheed Wallace would be afraid to <laughs> to body somebody down in the paint and score? Come oh my now. goodness! If we're gonna start naming names, we're gonna be here all night. But try to do it yeah. now. Who who's the guy now? Anywhere. Call Anthony's as college, close as they come. In college basketball, who is he? Oh, in college basketball, yeah. I mean, in general. No, in college basketball. I mean, you. This is such a weird year. It is. It is. I I don't. Again, I think I said that the other night. I think that's a testament, not just because it was a Duke-Carolina game, and those are always close, but the fact that Carolina has been so bad, and yet going into the game, I was like, eh, yeah, they could probably win. <laughs> yeah. That's not Duke-Carolina well, thing. That's that's how bad it is for the, for the season. It is. But looking at college basketball as a whole, it, it's, hurting, it's hurting this year because we went from – Zion Williamson last year, where college mm-hmm. basketball got more national publicity than it probably has in in over 10, 15 years. To yeah, this he year was the biggest star is, of big stars in a long time. Yeah, and, and this year it's a bunch of teams who are good, no great team, but more importantly, no great single player. I mean, let's be real. As much as I, I love college basketball, I mean, born and raised in North Carolina, you're you're taught from a young age that college basketball is king. But right, I'll be honest, I haven't watched much outside of Carolina. I can't name you more than a couple guys on Kansas's basketball team or Kentucky's basketball team. You know, name, these blue blood teams. Name one. None name of them really one player. Out. Name one player on Baylor. The number one team in the country. Who is the number one team in the country? I don't even know right now. Baylor. It's Baylor. Oh, Baylor? I I have no clue. Brittany Griner? You know. That's the only thing I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can tell you about Baylor basketball. Oh, man. And those ugly uh, neon, yellow, neon green, whatever color they are, uniform. That's all I know about Baylor basketball. I got to tell you, when somebody asks me, hey, Josiah, take me back to the roots of college basketball. I gotta tell you, the first city that pops in my head is Baylor, Texas. 
That's exactly where I'm taking you. Baylor, Texas. Is that a city in Texas? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I thought they played Waco. I don't know. I really don't know. This is it not even a city? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Baylor's in Waco. I don't oh think my goodness. It is, in, it is in Waco. We're going to have to edit that. I thought that. it was. No, leave it in, dude. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh my that, goodness. That, that, that proves I don't point. even know where that, they're that no at. Here's what I know about Waco, Texas. Does RG, hey, is RG3 still their starting point guard? Hey, of course. You know he is. Yeah. And Brittany Grinders, Sweet. you know, she, she's the quarterback of the football team. Okay, but good. Here, here's what I know about Waco. A, there's a, that, the, no, awful, tragic shooting there. And Correct. B, that's where Chip and Joanna Chip and Gaines Joanna. from HGTV's Fixer Upper. Shout out Chip and Joanna. I like the show. I'll be honest Chip with and you. JoJo. That's all I know about about Waco. I couldn't point to it on a map. My family's from my mom's family's from Texas. I don't know where Waco is. <laughs> I have no clue. Hey, keep Waco Waco. I think uh, there you go. I like it. Yeah, that's their I think slogan, right? Right. Wherever they are, keep them Waco. So, but who's number two in the country right now? Number two in the country? I can tell you yeah. that because I've got it Gonzaga. pulled up right now. Is it Gonzaga? Yeah, I think it's Gonzaga. Okay, let me guess number three because I'm not I'm not looking at it right now. Number three is Kansas. I know that, right? <sighs> Hold on, I'm trying to get to it. Because <laughs> I'm showing. I mean, I have not watched much outside of Carolina basketball this year. There's no notoriety. There's no None. coverage. There's nothing to get excited about. And another thing that's funny, and we, we don't need to waste any time talking about it, was but think about think of all the NBA teams who have traded picks in the last 12 months trying to trade up for the 2020 draft. <laughs> yeah. What are they yeah. getting? <laughs> they don't They're even know. They're getting nothing. They have no clue. Oh, James man, Wiseman, who hasn't played, uh, but what, so four games? James Wiseman has been rather limited in his playing time because he took, what, like, like $1,600 or something? To move, yeah. Don't even that, that it was that's a nothing. podcast for another day. That that's for a completely different day. Because we can oh, talk for hours on the Penny. NCAA. Oh, Penny. There's there's plenty to talk about. Baylor is number one. Gonzaga okay. is number two. Kansas. This is the this is the AP. Uh, I'm gonna see uh, Kansas three, San Four, Diego get, State, San oh, Diego really? State. See, they're undefeated. Love their uniforms. No, no one's talking about them. I cannot name you. Correct. San Diego State's entire basketball team could walk into my work tomorrow, and I would think, "Hey, who are these tall guys?" That's all. I would have no clue. None. Didn't Kai? Didn't Kawhi? Didn't he go yeah, there? That's the only thing. Yeah, Kawhi went there, and other than him, they have sweet oh, uniforms. Yeah, they do. The Aztecs, right? Yeah. That's their mascot, uh, I think. Isn't it? <laughs> black and red, right? That's their Who are these guys? Yeah, they're black yeah. and red. They have and a great I think they have great great logo. Yes, the Aztecs. Their former coach used to be Michigan's coach back in the nineties during the Fab Five. But other than that, I, I, I could not tell you anything about San Diego State. I know Butler's in the top ten, I think, other than Brad Stevens a few years ago. And Gordon Hayward, I could tell you nothing about Butler basketball. Other than that, in 2015, I was the biggest Butler basketball fan 
when they played Duke in the national <laughs> yes. title game. That's all. That, yes. That's all I know. Man, they got they had a well. That's a whole. That's a pod. That's a that's a subject for another pod. Also, so you got yeah. Louisville number five. Okay. Dayton. I can name one player on Louisville. Dayton. The powerhouse of Dayton. Flyers. Okay. okay. They're number six in front of uh, the team that shall not be named at number seven. I didn't and even realize Duke was eight, that low. Florida State at eight, Maryland at nine, and then rounding out the top ten is Seton Hall. And I'm looking, the coaches poll does not – it's chalk up until 15, Villanova and Colorado. Those two are – See, good. I had I had no clue that Seton Hall was ranked. I had no clue Maryland was ranked. I mean, it, it, it's it, – the, the, the downfall – I don't want to call it a downfall. But Look out for Auburn, by drastic, the way, number 11. Look out for Auburn. Is Bruce Pearl's Bruce their Pearl. coach. They, they got a solid team. Auburn, Auburn's yeah. solid. They're, 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 they're pesky. But there's, I mean, last year was the probably, like I said, the, the best year. They are. They are. But last year was probably the best year for college basketball because of Zion that we've had in two decades. And then this year, no one knows anything. So – I already know that no one is going to know how to fail the bracket this year. I'm going to yeah, do good what luck, Joe Lenardi. Right? I'm going to go ahead and do the whole you know I have four dogs. So I'm going to take one of my dogs and I'm going to lay <laughs> things out on the table whichever one they pick up. All right, I'm going with that team, right? If I Right. You no, know, that's how I'm going to pick my my bracket. So I'll probably have a 15 seed beating a 12 seed in the championship game and I'm I probably have as good of a chance of that as anyone else does picking Duke, Absolutely. Florida State, because this year's been so crazy, and no one it's, knows anything. It's, it's crazy. No, none of the good teams are are great. None no. of the cons, none of the perennial greats are great. No, nobody's great. There's several very good teams, but nobody's great. And it hurts. It hurts college basketball because yeah. unless and you're I, like me, who college basketball's ingrained in me. Who cares? And it's sad. I'm trying to think the game I was watching. uh, I had there was a game on last night. It was uh, it was uh, not Alabama Auburn. It wasn't even that good. Just some random SEC game was on, and I was watching it. I'm like uh, looking around. I'm thinking, how many people are actually tuning into this right now? What are very few? What's what's their Nielsen? What's their rating right now? <laughs> well, let's be real. There are more people right now talking and tweeting about the XFL than there are college basketball. Yeah, you did bring that up, didn't you? Let's move off of college basketball for just a second. Let's let's talk okay. about the XFL for, for two minutes. Because, by the way, we, we mentioned we're going to go like 30 minutes tonight, and we're at uh, 47. We're minute at 47. We're at 40, yeah. We're over 45. Yeah. And that's all on Duke Carolina and college basketball. How yeah. about that? So, which no one cares about right now. So, I mean, who's going to listen? Let's be let's be real here. Come on, we got to right, move on. The game was the game was over a week ago. So, uh, mm-hmm. or, or almost a week ago. Well, here here's the thing. Here's the thing with the XFL, and maybe we'll let's just do this. Let's tease. Let's do another pod where we actually talk about it. But uh, 
give me give me a give me one minute on your your theory. You you say you're not going to watch it. Yeah, I, so I told you I'm not going to watch. Here's why, right? I love soccer. I love the World Cup, men's or women's. I love everything about soccer. But I refuse to watch the MLS because it is a inferior product compared to the English Premier League and some the German Bundesliga, right? So I'm not going to watch major. There you go. I threw that in there. So I'm not nice. going to watch MLS because it's in Bayern Munich. There you go. <laughs> For the same reason, I'm not watching XFL because it's inferior to the NFL, right? And people can say, well, college football is inferior. You're right. But college football also has Tua Tungavailoa, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, my boy Sam Howe, right? Is so, the college product, is it inferior? Well, I mean, let's be let's be real. It's it, because ninety five percent of the players never make it to the NFL. You have to say it's inferior, but it's a. I'm, I have ties to it from a talent standpoint. UNC, yeah, that's where I went to school. But B, I see the future stars of the NFL in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, in college football. Now, when it comes to the XFL, you have guys like Matt McGloin. Okay, <laughs> who played at Penn Great State man. and then was awful in in the in the NFL. You have guys McGloin. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you earlier. I went through all eight rosters. Yeah, and well, the most well, let, I let's, knew. Let let's say let's save that for next time. Gotcha. But but, but you you think the it's an inferior product. It is. And what you don't you don't feel like you're watching the future of the NFL. No, no. Not when I'm watching Matt McGloin and God knows who else out there that, you know, I've never heard of. Okay. So it's just, it's like, hey, this is cool, but if I'm going to watch football rather than do something else with my time, I want to watch the best or something that I am feel connected to. Yeah, I'll go as far as to say I would rather – watch like we talked about earlier my boy chip and joanna Gaines on hgtv over the xfl at least i can learn something from that the xfl mm-hmm. to me is is i, I there's not an ounce of my body that, that cares about <laughs> tuning in to the xfl shout out vince mcmahon great businessman but i don't care let let me ask you this when you're watching fixer upper and it turns out that lo and behold, a simple job is not going to be wait for it quite so simple. Do you get into that? I do. Are you connected to that? Out. I am because here's why, right? Because what are they going to do? House. Yeah. Well, so here, here's my my viewpoint. They're going to have to rearrange everything. They They're going to have it, to change things. It throws everything weeks later. And, and here's my, my issue. And so then they have to that. make the phone call because they have to yeah. make the phone oh, call that, to, that's, the, that, I couldn't do to the new home buyer. They had, look, uh, you know, we're going to have to move $400 in the budget. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you because me and my wife just bought our first house back in April. And I stress out so much about anytime the AC makes a weird noise. I'm thinking, oh, mm-hmm. here we go. We got to pay $3,000. So when I watch that show, it makes me stressed. It makes me panic. 
because I'm like, well, that's going to happen to my house. But it's the same feeling I get when I'm watching UNC play or my Cowboys play or my Mets play. It stresses I, me out, but I love it, and I can't stop watching. Can I can I tell you something? That was a beautiful, that was a beautiful illustration there. Yeah, it's, that, I mean, the, I'm telling you, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. That that's fantastic because you feel <laughs> like when you're watching, uh, I don't know, Garrison Brooks brick a free throw, it's like part of your house is falling down. There you go. Yeah, my but, my but heat just went out. But when Matt McGloin just dirts a ball about eight yards in front of him, you know, that's like your neighbor, like five houses down, like a, a step broke on his porch. You're like, I don't care about that. What exactly. And I'm not I'm about to come over to, there Did he break help. his ankle? No, he's fine. So who yeah. cares? Yeah. And I'm not going to come over there and help you because I don't care enough. <laughs> well, that's, that's how not, it is. That's not a good neighbor. Now, I, now if it's, if, you, if, you if care enough to watch. Well, I'll give you that. If my neighbor Vince McMahon wants to give me free tickets and say, hey, come out to this game, I wouldn't say no because it's free tickets. It's something to do, you know, one one night. But if if unless he asks, I'm not going to help my neighbor hmm. because I don't even know. The, I'll be honest with you. We have new neighbors that moved into the house next door three weeks or about three weeks ago. I've mm-hmm. never seen them. I've never seen them outside. I don't even know what they look like. I don't it's know. Front. Yeah, it, it may be. It really may be. I need to be on the lookout. All I know is they have two dogs because their dogs go crazy barking in the house every time my dogs go outside. Other than that, mm-hmm. I have no clue. So do my neighbors think, are the XFL. Do you think? Do you think Vince McMahon is the type of guy to fix his own step? There's, there's he no way he what? fixes his own, his own front, like his front porch step. He doesn't fix. Oh that no! Step. Oh no way! No way! You don't think the, he walks man, out in like a like a you know an A shirt, uh, a wife beater, and uh, and he just what, carries a hammer, you know, and looks around for a minute. No, Vince McMahon mows his lawn because he can he can have the wife beater or he can take his shirt off and he can you know walk back and forth mowing the lawn. But if it revolves <laughs> around fixing anything, he doesn't do it. He's too good yeah. for that. Why should he? But he mows the lawn. I promise you that because he's got to show off his. What is he? Sixty years old? Whatever. He's got to show off that ripped sixty-year-old man physique. His chest is enormous. It is. I'm jealous. I mean, the way he wears a, a blazer is—it's—it's uh, it's astonishing. It is, and, and I'm age. telling you, the, the man is the man is is a walking science experiment because that's not normal. <laughs> no, no, it's natural. Okay, but so here's shout out to uh, him. I'm jealous. <laughs> shout out to Vince McMahon. <laughs> that's that's how far we've come on the there first episode. Go. I'm gonna end. I'm gonna leave. Let's let's end with this. How about this? We'll we'll pick back up on the XFL next time. But let me tell you this, or let me ask you this: Do you know who scored the first touchdown in XFL history? I do. As, because, at, at least of this season, because Carolina football's official Twitter page retweeted it. Austin Pro. Oh, did they? Man. That's correct. Ricky's boy. And I saw it yeah. happen. Did Listen you to saw me. It live? I saw it happen live because I'm not going to just give them eight minutes and go, hey, I'm done with you. I feel no connection. I'm going to give them a couple of chances. And because of that, I got to see Austin Prohl score the first touchdown in XFL history. Well, I I will say I'm happy it was a Tar Heel. But I also Mm -hmm. say that 
I would I wish Austin was back in Chapel Hill scoring touchdowns because to me that's much more important. It's true. Could he yeah. be, or did he graduate? He graduated. Was he a senior? He's he was. Gone. Yeah, yeah, he's he gone. Oh, he's no long more, gone. No more eligibility for Austin. But, but you know, once once you leave Chapel Hill, uh, a part of you stays. It's always in your heart. You know, it, you carry it with you. It's it's a brotherhood. Mm. It's a family, and that, that's how we are. Well, I, I use think brotherhood. Cardale Jones feels that way about Ohio State because he's the other guy that I recognized in that game. Oh, of two, Cardell Jones. I haven't heard that name in forever. Well, it I'm can't biased. be that long. He was at Ohio State like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, but but it but, seems but, like but, ten years ago, doesn't it? it? It does, and I don't know if it's because Ohio State's been so good that he's just kind of lost in the shuffle. But Cardell, when I think of Ohio State, good quarterbacks have gone through there. Cardell Jones is way down on the list. Yeah, he's not he's not the first one that comes to mind. No, I'm thinking of um and now I can't even think of his name. Who who's the the guy that won him with Maurice Claret? Oh, what was his name? Oh, uh, T- Terrell Pryor. No, no, this was this was before Pryor. This was back when they when they won it back in early 2000s. Oh, Jim oh, Trussell yeah, was the he, coach. He played Weird he, name he, guy. Uh Baltimore drafted him, I yeah. think. And um and he, all I know is that he was like a double major. He's like some nerdy, really smart guy. Oh, he was super good, That's all too. I remember. Yeah, he was, he was great. I can think of his face was, right now. I can't even think of his name. I can, too. I can, too. It's a weird name. I got to look it up when we get off here because that's going to yeah. drive me crazy. Well, now now we don't have anything to say. We don't. So, but I, so. You know, we, we, we've rambled for almost an hour. So <laughs> I think we've said I think, I think that that's that's good enough. Yeah, I think we've set it up. Austin Prohl, baby. There you go. Let's end it. We end it with Vince McMahon and Austin Prohl. <laughs> does Vince McMahon a solid first he, podcast? Does he have any eligibility left? He does not. Yeah, just skid it off the rails. Andrew, <laughs> it was fun, man. We'll do it again soon. It is awesome. All right, till next time. See ya. Bye bye. All right, that's a wrap. Hope you enjoyed that. I know the two of us did, and uh, we're looking forward to recording new shows in the very near future. But before you take off, I'd like to leave you with one thought. Uh, Even after all that impassioned sports talk, even after all the heated discussion, and I don't know about you, if you love sports, maybe you yell at your TV, maybe you throw things at it. Just remember this, okay? None of it matters. None of it matters. It's sports. It's games. It's not real life. All right? It's a it's a pastime. It's a break from reality. And like I said, even though we might get into it, it doesn't matter. Listen, there's really only one thing that truly matters in this life, and that is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Hope you remember that. Till next time, God bless you, and good day.